The following is brought to you by Mick Brizzle Productions. Well, after an awesome, awesome speed week, which left us with a great, yes, great truck race, an awesome Xfinity race, we were stuck with disappointment as we had to endure five hours and 40 minutes of a red flag rain delay. But when we came back, we were left even more disappointed with the follow the leader Daytona 500. We're going to talk about that and so much more. February 16th and half of the country is freezing or under snow right now so we're going to treat this like the Daytona 500 back in the 70s where everybody had no choice but to tune in welcome to the wave around with J-Mac I am J-Mac Yes, we have changed our name. We wanted it to be more NASCAR friendly. The J-Mac show just sounded like, you know, a talk show where a bunch of old democratic liberals talk about their feelings and stuff. So we wanted it to be something that you guys could relate to. The Wave Around. That's what we are. All right, let's get into this. Let's talk about that disaster of a Daytona 500. I don't know about you, but I was left with disappointment. I was I woke up highly, highly excited because I was like, yes, this is the first race of the season, the Daytona 500. And after some great, I think great pre-race coverage, um, the inevitable happened, the rain. Yes, we all know what happens every year in Daytona. So it happened again. But enough about that. We'll talk about that later. Daytona 500. Yes. The Great American Race. Happened to fall on a Valentine's Day. So you know, you know for a fact that there were a bunch of angry, angry significant others out there. Like, honey, why do you care about a bunch of cars going around in a circle and not me? You should have bought me flowers. You should have did this. Blasey, blasey, blasey. Not knowing that in a couple hours that their significant others would have five hours and 40 minutes of them all to themselves. Yes, I said it, because that's what exactly happened. All right, let's go ahead and start. That's enough about me. How was your guys' Valentine's Day? How was your Daytona 500? I would like to know. Send me a comment. We'll talk about it on the next show. Or maybe we'll talk about it on social media. You never know. I might just sneak up on your page and say, Yo, what's up? It's me, J-Mac. Let's talk about something. All right. Daytona 500. Well, as you can see, there was clouds in the sky, just like there was every 
every year. It never fails down in Florida in February. It's either going to rain or it's going to be sunny or it's going to rain again. That's just what happens down in Florida. But you guys can't complain because it's like 70 something degrees right now in Florida while the rest of us are shivering and being super, super cold with about a foot of snow on our door that we have to go shovel later. Yes, that's going to happen today. So while you're shoveling snow, you can listen to this podcast. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about stage one. As you know, since there were clouds in the sky, the racers felt like they had to get this race in before that rain started, right? Yeah, because that's what happens. We'll start with the beginning of the race. We had, we all see it, we all see it, Sasha Banks with her, we all see it, blue hair. Yes, she had blue hair. I don't know who Sasha Banks is. Apparently, she's like the cousin of Snoop Diggity Dog, and uh, she's like a professional wrestler. So, all you guys that watch wrestling, there you go. I'm sure you were super, super pumped. Alex Bowman went ahead and led the first lap. I mean, because it's Daytona, it takes him about two laps to get up to speed. So, of course, he was going to lead the first lap. That's like a give me. I mean, come on. If you don't lead the first lap from the pole in Daytona while you're still trying to catch up speed, you just need to retire and not call yourself a car race car driver anymore. All right. We had the great lap three tribute like they do at Daytona. This, you know, I don't want to say celebrate. Cause it's not really a celebration, but to talk about the 20 years since we lost the, the great Dale Earnhardt. Well, my opinion, it was nice, but Mike Joy just needed to shut his damn mouth just for one lap like they did in 2011. So we could, you know, reflect on what we lost and what we've gained since the passing of Dale on the last lap in the 2001 Daytona 500. So Mike Joy, next time, just stay quiet for one lap. Please, just do it for me. Ironically, though, Derek Cope caused a caution with with a blown tire in the exact same spot. Pretty much that Dale Earnhardt had his blown tire that caused Derek Cope to win. I thought that was pretty ironic. A lot of people I talked to thought it was ironic. Um, so it was ironic. We'll just call it what it is. Then, of course, after that, we had, you know, some uh, aggressive driving. Guys were really racing like they were racing against the weather, like they do anytime weather is a threat on any race, not just the Daytona 500. But with that being said, 14 laps, just 14 laps into the Great American Race, we had the big one. Amarola got loose after Bell got into him, but... Bell kind of got a hard, nice, aggressive push from Kyle Busch. But for some reason, Christopher Bell doesn't know how to handle a little push. So he gets into Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola gets loose, pushes him into Bowman, and takes out a lot of good cars, including my pick of Kurt Busch. Ladies and gentlemen, that is bump drafting at its best. It's an art. You have to figure it out, Christopher Bell. Go figure it out. These guys that were taken out of the wreck, we had 16 big drivers. We had Kurt Busch, Ryan Newman, Tyler Reddick, Eric 
Amarola, Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Matty D., Willie B., David Reagan, The Pasta Man Alfredo, Eric Jones, The Pole Leader or Sitter, Alex Bowman, Jamie Mack, and Daniel Slores. Yes, those guys, some of them did not return. And it was bad. Yes, that wreck, I know for a fact, they were racing against the weather. That's why these guys were being super, super, super aggressive. And look what happened. It took out a lot of good cars. Just 14 laps into the Great American Race. Well, as they were cleaning up on the caution, guess what? Our friend, we did not want to see the red flag comes out for lightning. So, of course, Daytona, just like any other major sport, even when we were kids, has to do their 30-minute little thing for lightning if no lightning strikes within 30 minutes guess what we go back to yellow and then we go back to green but that was not the case because some rain came down the cars started getting covered and then some more rain came down the weather played a factor in florida once again and delayed our great american race but with that being said my fantasy team took a beating i know a lot of people's fantasy teams took a beating out there Thank you, Christopher Bell. Thank you. We'll talk about you later. Yes, the rain came, delayed, and so we started doing some interviews with some drivers and some other, uh, some team owners and all that, which was pretty cool, especially the uh, the bit with Pitbull. He seems to be very enthusiastic about being a team owner. Uh, I think he is great for the sport. It was a nice interview with him during this rain delay. After that, we saw a very, I thought, a very nice interview with the big three of Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace. It's great to see Michael Jordan being enthusiastic about being an owner in his Michael Jordan way. He even stated that as a kid, he was a huge NASCAR fan. His dad used to take him to all these great races. So, for all you people wondering why the heck Michael Jordan is in NASCAR, there you go. The guy's been a fan his whole entire life. Hey, we're all about people being fans and loving our sport, especially the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. And after another long day of waiting, NASCAR decided they wanted to play a bunch of, you know, stuff. Some more Days of Thunder, a.k.a. Top Gun on four wheels, uh, making of the, the Clash. They showed the Clash from Tuesday. Showed a bunch of whole other stuff, right? And after a long day of waiting, 5 hours and 40 minutes, as a matter of fact, 9 p.m., NASCAR says they will restart. So they call the drivers down at 8.45 to their cars. And, uh, yeah, 9, o'clock, 9 p.m. is when they, they start the engines back up. Then they kept showing these stupid, stupid little cartoon characters. The drivers as cartoon characters. Please, enough of that. Please, just stop. I don't want to see it. A lot of people thought it was cool. I don't think it's cool. If I wanted to watch anime, I would watch anime. Alright? So, the yellow flag came out about 9.09. So all those 16 cars, the ones that thought they could get back in the race, they got 6 minutes according to the uh, the damaged vehicle policy as Larry Mack kept telling us. He kept reminding us, these vehicles got 6 minutes as I move my hands and flail them around. Blah, 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 blah. They have 6 minutes to get to minimum speed. So, uh, 
11 cars ended up being out of the race due to the wreck or they couldn't get to speed. But that number eight car, he made it happen. And his car looked like a demolition derby car. But somehow he got that thing up to minimum speed, safe minimum speed, and he stayed in the race, albeit several, several laps behind. All right. After, like I said, a five-hour, 40-minute delay, after 15 caution laps, 15 caution laps, we went back to green. That outside lane looked to have all the momentum, just like it did all night. There was some aggressive bump drafting. Willie B, my man Willie B got black flag because his back of his car just kept falling apart. He brings out the caution. Well, actually, Quinn Huff brings out the caution because he hits said Willie B um debris so uh, huff and briscoe bring out the caution hamlin no surprise your stage one winner that was stage one we'll be right back we'll talk about stage two and stage three right after this all right moving right along into stage two I heard something about fog. I didn't quite catch it, but there's a threat of fog in the air. You know, that Florida humidity. Whatever. Still had some more bump drafting. Bell. Bell took the lead. Yes, the same Christopher Bell that started the whole stupid 16-car pileup with 14 laps in the very beginning somehow started leading this race. I don't know why. Whatever. I mean... Yeah, it is what it is. Bell just ran out of talent that entire race. But somehow he led the damn thing for a couple a couple laps. Whatever. Can we talk about AD3? Ace. I think Ace. Man, that kid had a fast car. It was looking good all day. Way to go, Ace. Way to go. Yay, finally, a Fox side-by-side. After what I call the commercial 500, Fox finally gave us a side-by-side. And during that side-by-side, we saw the Gibbs Toyotas go one, two, three. Boring snooze fast. Did a little boring laps. And guess what? At 100 laps, the race became official. So if it got red flagged, if weather came out, it was official. Anything they could do to let their boy Denny Hamlin try to win. But that's just the rules. 100 laps into a 200-lap race made the thing official. All right, some more single file racing. Z, 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 snooze fest, snooze fest. Finally, for what seemed to be the first green flag pit stops of stage two, the manufacturers started getting back together. Looked like they were building some strategy for their pit stops and when they get off of pit road to make this race more entertaining. Well, guess what? No, it went back to one big pack. Then we had Bell. He cut a left side tire and goes around. <laughs> that happens, Bell. Collects Larson, LaJoy, Grala, Bell, Stenhouse, Jamie McMurray. All involved on that lap 112 wreck. The restarts of the Daytona 500 were awesome. All right? Yes, the restarts were awesome, just like they are in any race. And it was no different for the Daytona 500. Right, to me, I felt like a big, big wreck was brewing again with just ten to go in stage one, uh, two. But no, it didn't happen. 
you know, we had uh, about three wide coming into turn three and four. Hamlin won stage two. So that's stage two. Nothing really exciting happened. We get down to stage three, the final stage. Aggressive pushing got Denny a little loosey-goosey, but he saves it. Guess what? In the third stage, there were only 18 drivers on the lead lap. Those 18 drivers decided in all their infinite wisdom, let's make just one long pack again. Vroom, 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 vroom. The Blue Ovals came for their stops with 30 to go. They definitely had strategy on their mind. The bow ties came in right after that. And then the Yotes, the Yodas, decided that they're just going to come in by themselves, like the four of them. You know, they should have went in, in my opinion, with either the Fords or the Chevys to give them more of a chance because we saw what happened. They started getting eaten up and shuffled into the back. We go to commercial break, and then we come back and Bubba had to go in back on the pit road because he felt a vibration for a loose wheel. You know Michael Jordan sitting at home in his mansion with a cigar. Like, who was it? Give me their names because I take that personally and I'm about to score 45 points in the first quarter off of them because that's what Michael Jordan does. Yes. I blame the new team jitters and it's only going to get better with time because you got to think this is, this is a brand new team. Brand new team, uh, new pit crew members. Yes, they came from probably a different team or whatever. And it's probably like a mix and match, I think. So, And it's the Daytona 500. They had the jitters. It's okay, it happens. But you know Michael Jordan took that stuff personally. All right, we had five packs, or five Fords started leading the pack. And you know that old Denny Hamlin, uh, I like your PJs, Denny Hamlin. You know in the back of his mind, he's like, come on, I need this caution to come out. I need a caution so I can get a chance to win this bad boy and make it three in a row. But it was not going to happen. Because the Chevys, they were going for the inside line, and it didn't quite work out for them. With 10 to go, do we have another caution? Here we go. With just a couple on that last lap, the two gets goes down. Logano tries to block. Oh, my goodness. It happens. Will Dillon make the move? He goes down with no help. The big caution takes out a lot of folks on turn three. Oh, my goodness. Because what had happened was Brad Kozlowski tries to make a run. Joey Logano tries to get that little block. Boom, he goes into Logano. Logano goes into Kozlowski, takes out a bunch of people, and the caution comes out. Who's the winner? We have no idea. We're left in suspense. At one second, it looked like Michael McDowell. At another second, it looked like Chase Elliott. Hell, it even looked like Austin Dillon had the win when the caution came out. Because they kept talking about, it's where the point of caution comes out. That's who makes the winner. I always thought you had to race back to the line. Like we did in the old days. In fact, I prefer it that way. But no, it's the point of caution. And after reviewing the footage... For about five minutes. Michael McDowell is declared your winner. That's right. Another surprise winner in a Daytona 500 that ends with a one for the year. Michael McDowell. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. Surprise winner. You could tell he was enthusiastic. Heck, the fans were happy about it. The social media was happy about it. Could not have happened to a nicer, nicer guy. Michael McDowell is your Daytona 500 winner 
and we are super proud. Thankfully, in that big wreck, everybody got out okay. It looked crazy, the bump in the jarring, the big flames of fire, but everybody got out, and they were okay. That was your Daytona 500 review. To me, um, my thoughts on the race, to me, was they were just playing it safe. I think that the team owners and the manufacturers told them to play it safe after that big wreck that we saw on lap 14. So we went to that caution. You know the manufacturers and the teams, they always get together. They do it every year at these super speedway races. They got together and they're like, look, guys, we can't afford to lose more cars out there. All right, so let's just play it safe and let's just go into one big pack, you know, Let's not be as aggressive because we never know when the weather is going to be a factor. We want to get this race in so we can go home, see our families, and come back to Daytona next week for the road course. Here are your top 10 finishers. Number one, Michael McDowell. Your second place finisher, Chase Elliott. Third place was Austin Dillon. Fourth place, Kevin Harvick. Your fifth place winner denied a third straight Daytona 500, Denny Hamlin. Number six, Ryan Priest. Number seven, Ross Chastain, who went and got his whole team McDonald's during the rain delay, by the way. Number eight, Jamie Mack. J-Mack, my man. Number nine, Corey LaJoy. And number 10, Kyle Young, Money Larson. That is your top 10 for the Daytona 500. What do you think about the race? Did you think it was boring? Did you think it was lackluster? Do you think it could have been better? Let me know in the comments on all my social media. We'll talk about it. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Hey there, have you ever sat and thought, hey, wow, how does J-Mac do it? I would love to make a podcast. Well, let me tell you, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You, yes, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are you ready for it? I know I'm ready for it. Everybody's ready for it. The moment we have all been waiting for. It is this day in NASCAR history. All right, we're here at this day in NASCAR history. What we're going to do every week on this segment is we're going to talk about uh, the next cup race. That date that the next cup race starts, we will talk about which driver has won on that specific date so for example for our next cup race it is february 21st at the road course so let's go ahead and mention all of the drivers that have won on february 21st starting with 1954 on the beaches of daytona beach lee petty won 1964, we had Junior Johnson and Bobby Isaac over there at Daytona. So you could tell it was a qualifying race. 1982, hey, 
the year I was born. 1982, we had Dave Marsis over there in Richmond won him a nice little race. 1988, Neil Bonnet once also in Richmond. 1999, the man who just could not win a championship to save his life, Mark Martin over there at The Rock. 2010, Mr. Seven-Time Jimmy Johnson on Fontana. And in 2016, Denny, I like your PJs Hamlin, won the first of his three Daytona 500s. And that is February 21st in NASCAR history. We'll be right back with a little more history of NASCAR. Talking about first-time winners at the Daytona 500 and the active drivers who have won a Daytona 500 right after this. Let's talk a little bit of Daytona 500 history. Did you know with his win that Michael McDowell became the 196th driver in NASCAR history to win himself a Cup Series race? We're almost to 200 different drivers. We just need four more first-time drivers to win a race in Cup Series, and we will be at 200. I think we'll see it. Who knows? Anyways, moving on. Speaking of the Daytona 500... What I have in front of me right now is a list of drivers who have won their very first race at the Daytona 500. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different drivers that have won their very first race at the Daytona 500. Starting with Mr. Michael McDowell in this year, 2021, took him 358 starts, but he finally did it. He finally won himself a race. Trevor Bain in 2011, with just on his just his second start, won him his very first race. And we all cannot forget in 2001, Michael Waltrip, 463 times of trying to win a race. He finally did it. Although it was a Black Sunday. 1994, Sterling Marlin, with 279 starts, finally won his very first race. Derek Cope did it in 1990, took him 72 tries, 72 different races, and he finally won. Pete Hamilton in 1970 did it on 21 starts. Mario Andretti. 1967, just seven starts in the Cup Series. And then Tiny Lund in 1963 with 133 tries. These are not Daytona tries, by the way. Those are starts. All right, we have three other people who didn't win the big race, but back in these days, they counted it as... um, a race as a points paying race. 1966 Earl Palmer, Bomber. He won a dual race which counted for championship points back in then. 1964 Bobby Isaac did it, same as above, and then Johnny Rutherford did it in 63. So, that are your guys who won their very first race at the Daytona 500. There is a very very short list of active drivers who have won themselves a Daytona 500. Kevin Harvick did it in 2007. 
Ryan Newman did it in 2008. Joseph Logano did it in 15. Hamlet did it in 16. Kurt Busch did it in 17. Austin Dillon did it in 18. 19 and 20 was Denny Hamlin. And of course, 19 or 2021, Michael McDowell. Those are your active drivers. A very short list of active drivers that have won themselves a Daytona 500. Since Jimmy Johnson retired, he is no longer on that list. Can we talk about the significance? Because I see the significance. 2001, Michael Waltrip. 2011, Trevor Bain. 2021, Michael McDowell. Will it be another 10 years? Will it be 2031? Will we see a first-time winner? Will somebody finally win their very first race at the Daytona 500? Who knows? But it's looking like that. It's looking like if the year ends in a one and you haven't won a race yet, don't worry, you're going to win the Daytona 500. At least it's happened three times. Will that trend continue? We don't know. I guess we're just going to have to keep finding, uh, watching the find out in about 10 years. That is a little Daytona 500 history. We'll be right back with questions with J-Mac after this. All right, all right, all right. Question time, question time. Jay Simpson from the great state of Washington asks, J-Mac, besides Hendrick Motorsports, what other drivers in the Cup Series do you like? Well, Mr. Simpson from the great state of Washington, that's a very, very easy, easy question to answer. I like Austin Dillon. I like Tyler Reddick. I like Chase Briscoe. He's awesome. Austin Sendrick, once he comes up in the cup, might get my vote too. Cole Custer's another one. And then as far as the Toyota camp, Martin Truex Jr. and Bubba Wallace, those guys get my likes. They get my fandom. Kevin Harvick will never get my fandom. I don't like Kevin Harvick. Kyle Busch, I don't like Kyle Busch. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, I also like Kurt Busch. So you can add him to the list of likes. Thank you so much for that question. If you have a question, you can leave a link. You can leave a question on my social media. You can also leave a link on this very podcast. You can give me a voice recording and I will answer your question. You will be in a future episode of this podcast. That was my questions. We'll be right back with bold predictions for the road course race right after this. All right, as you know, this Sunday, February 21st, on the road course of Daytona, we have another race, another Cup Series race. (laughs) And here we go, bold prediction time for that race. I was way off on the Daytona 500. I admit it. I said Kurt Busch was going to win. He disappointed me, but it wasn't his fault. He got involved in that wreck. Thanks, Christopher Bell. Bold predictions for the road course race. Michael McDowell is somebody you definitely need to watch out for on road courses. Not only did he just win the Daytona 500, but he can he can race on the road courses. So, although I'm not picking him to win, definitely keep your eye out on Michael McDowell. All right, your stage one winner, Chase Elliott. Your stage two winner, Chase Elliott. And your stage three and race winner of the road course, Chase Elliott. I said it. I'm not only saying it because I'm a Chase Elliott fan. I'm saying it because he is a road course king. All right. 
If he stays away from Ryan Blaney, he's going to win this race. If Ryan Blaney's not behind him, he's going to win this race. If they're not racing for the win, him and Blaney, Chase Elliott wins this race. All right? Chase Elliott wins, followed by Martin Truex Jr., who is a great road racer. Number three, I give it to Ryan Blaney. Number four will be Michael McDowell. And number five is going to be... Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon is going to keep proving to him, to everybody, that he can race. This is RCR's year. Watch out. Those boys are here to play, and they're going to win a few races. Those are my bold predictions. If you like them, you like them. If you don't like them, you don't like them. Tell me who you think is going to win the race on the 21st of February at the road course of Daytona. Let me know. I would like to know. Everybody else would like to know. We would like to talk about it. We will find out if I'm right or if I'm wrong. That is bold prediction. Yay! All right, this week's rant with J-Mac. You guys have all been waiting for it. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I have no rant this week. Yes, I have absolutely nothing to rant about, to get angry about, or to get happy about. Um, I was just kind of was just a blah, lackluster, blah, um, blah. Daytona 500. So I wasn't impressed. I was impressed with the ending of the race. So I guess my rant would be, if you know rain is coming, why the heck are you going to race so, so hard in the very beginning and cause a big wreck at 14 laps? I understand you want to get as much as stage one in before the rain comes or whatnot. But come on, guys. A lot of good competitors got taken out, and that's what just made for the lackluster race. All right, was, okay, I am ranting, whatever. That's what made for the lackluster race. You know, everybody started playing it safe. Let's just go in a line, meow, 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 and maybe three, four laps of each stage will actually race each other. That's what I saw. I could be wrong. Like I said, this is just a show about the average Joe who's just trying to give you his insights on things NASCAR and NASCAR related. Self-pity plug right there, by the way. Um, So... They played it safe. Boom, 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 boom. Went in laps after laps after laps. Thought we saw some strategy coming. It didn't come to fruitation, fruition, whatever the word is. You know what I meant. So, yeah, cars playing it safe. I mean, to me, this brand new tapered spacer, as they want to call it, does a lot better at Talladega. I mean, that's just my opinion. The race that we saw in the summer Daytona, that was awesome. I wish they would have raced like that during the uh, Daytona 500. I know that with the big wreck to Ryan Newman, they had to make some more safety. They had to take some more horsepower down. But, I mean, it's pack racing. Some people love pack racing like that. Some people want to see them go side-by-side, three-wide or whatever in Daytona. Um And then, like I said, a lot of people just like to follow me, the leader. I personally did not like it this past weekend. I think after five hours and 40 minutes, we were just left like, I mean, it is what it is. All right, that was the rant. Let's go ahead and go into it. I got a brand new segment I call the Bonehead and the Hero of the Race Award. Your Bonehead of the Race was Christopher Bell for causing the big 16-car caution on lap 14, which brought us to a red flag, which eventually 
made us get rain delayed. Wasn't his fault the rain came down, but hey, Christopher Bell, you are the bonehead of the race. My Hero of the Race Award goes to Mr. Michael McDowell for being at the right place at the right time when that caution came out and winning his very first race, becoming the 196th driver to win a cup race in NASCAR history. Congratulations to you, Mr. McDowell, real man of genius, hero of the race award. You don't get anything special from me, but I just want you to know you're the hero of the race. Christopher Bell, you're the bonehead of the race. All right, folks, to recap, we talked about the Daytona 500 and the disappointment that at least I felt. Yes, we can move on and wait for next year's Daytona 500. It has passed us. Let's not dwell on it. Let's dwell on the upcoming road race, which should be super exciting if it is anything like the Clash was. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody out there that has joined my page and my group on Facebook. Thank you guys so, so, so very much. We are in the process of making some big, big changes. And it all started off with the change of the podcast name. So instead of the J-Mac show, it is now the Wave Around with J-Mac. So don't be confused. If you're searching like, what happened to the J-Mac show? It is still here. It is still me. We're just now known as the Wave Around with J-Mac. All right, folks, if you would like to support or you would like to be on my show, on the Anchor app, there will be a link. You'll see it. It'll say something about questions. You can click that and ask me some questions. And then there'll be another little button that says support. You can click on that and show me some support or just message me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, J. Michael Mack. That's my personal Facebook page. Go ahead and find me there. Uh, Send me a message uh, or send me a friend request, and then we can go from there. Uh, And then I'll send you an invite to my page and my group. So make sure you go out there, spread the word, let people know about me. I'm just an average day Joe, just trying to talk about stuff I love, which happens to be NASCAR. If you have any suggestions, please, please, please let me know how we can make this show much better. Like I said, we're just starting off here at McBrizzle Productions. We're going to make this a lot better eventually. We are in the process of getting some new equipment, but with new equipment, I'm going to need some sponsors. So if you know anybody out there who would like to sponsor the J-Mac show for an episode or two, let me know. Get them in contact with me. We'll take care of you. Once again, shout out to everybody out there in Facebook land. Thank you so, so very much for listening to The Wave Around with J-Mac. We'll see you Tuesday afternoon where we'll talk about the road course race until then enjoy this cold weather stay warm stay kind to each other and remember go chase This has been The Wave Around with J-Mac, brought to you by McBrizzle Productions and Anchor.fm. Please join us on Tuesdays for another episode of The Wave Around 
on all major podcast platforms. Thank you, and God bless America.